plan. And I'm especially happy to introduce to you today someone who really needs no introduction, but I believe one of the greatest youth pastors around, Pastor Dave, and he's going to come and preach us the word. Come on and appreciate Pastor Dave today. Oh, the pastor stole my Bible. I need that, I need that Bible. You know, it always is such a privilege uh, to be able to share, and uh, I feel like God's got a word for us this morning. Uh, and he's already spoken about advancing and moving forward, and, and he's already, it's already in the atmosphere. So it's my privilege just to be able to share a little bit more of what God has, has put upon the heart for the church. Amen? Amen. How many of you guys know that I'm just a big kid? And some of you are just big kids, you know what I'm saying? Well, I want to share with you one of the Christmas gifts that I got. Hold on just a minute. One of my Christmas gifts, I got a scooter for Christmas. I told... I told Sonny uh, a couple of months before Christmas, I said, listen, I want a scooter. I, you know, th- our parking lot is huge. I want to be able to scoot all around it. And, uh, and Reagan has a scooter, and so I wanted to be able to scoot with my daughter. And so for Christmas, she had to go to a toy store and get her husband a scooter. Now, it's for, it's for kids, but I'm just being a big kid, and, and I love my scooter. But this morning, our, this scooter is going to help me illustrate the message Because I believe that God has for us as individuals, but also for the church, us moving forward. If you want to see a difference in 2012, we're going to have to have a forward motion. We're going to have to put it into drive, and we're going to have to go as individuals and as the church. Amen? Amen. That was weak. Amen? Come on now. Don't fall asleep. Last week, Pastor Steve taught us that we're all in a race, right? We're in this race, and in this race, it takes discipline. It takes direction. It takes us being dressed properly. And I believe that, that we are doing that. We understand that there is a race. And we're disciplined to get into the car and get to the race and get to the track and be ready. We know when we get to the track what direction that we need to go. And we're dressed properly. We got our running clothes on. We got everything. We're ready. And so the, the, the shotgun goes off. The timer starts and everybody starts running, but some just sit there. Some just stop. Some never, they, they hear it all, they know they're ready, but they don't move. And see, God is looking for some people, he's looking for his churches, he's looking for us as individuals to not only hear the sound, be properly dressed and disciplined in direction, but to run in the race, to move forward, to put it into drive and to go. Amen? Oh, I'm going to preach this morning. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to go to, uh, with me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to start in 13. It says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to take hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize that which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Father, 
We thank you for your presence already in this place. We thank you for the lives that has already been changed, Father God. We thank you for your word that you're going to penetrate into our hearts and teach us from today, God. Lord, I pray that every heart would be open, every ear open to hear, God, and and may it change us and help us to move forward this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Every start in January, every January, I like to start with these couple of verses. It's such a good, fresh start for me, and it, it teaches me things. It, it teaches me that, you know what, I've not yet arrived. You know, it says that in the Scripture, you've not arrived. You've not taken hold of that. I love reminding myself, Dave, you got a lot to work on. It reminds me that I've got to forget what happened in the past. It reminds me that I've got to strain. I've got to press toward the goal that God has for us. Now, I want you to apply that to this racetrack. I want you to apply that to the race. You and I, we've not finished the race. We've got to continue. We've not taken hold of that trophy. We've got to continue. We've got to forget what happened last year on the racetrack. We've got to move forward. We've got to strain. We've got to press toward the goal. This means that you and I have to put our spiritual lives, we've got to shift gears and put it into drive. We have got to have a forward motion. Amen? See, if it, it oh, it's, oh, you, I'm excited here. All right, here we go. As you look in the, how many drivers we have? Most all of us. How many teenagers want to drive? Oh, only a few. Okay. Parents are praising God. Um, when you get in the car, you, you have the dash, you've got the P, you've got the R, you've got the N, you've got the D. And we all understand what those mean. Uh, this morning, I want to break down the gears. Because what happens is when we're moving forward in the car, we also should be moving forward spiritually in our lives. We should be moving forward. If you are in park, you know that you're not going anywhere. You're stuck. You're not going to make your destination. You're not moving. My scooter right now is in park. It's not doing anything. It's not being productive. How many times as Christians do we just park? How many times are, are we have no motion in our spiritual lives and we're just stuck? And how many times are we comfortable that, like that? We're on the racetrack, we're stuck, we're not moving, and we're comfortable like that. I don't understand that. I don't get it because in, in Philippians 3.13 it says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to take an hold of it. All of us should never be in, in park. We should be moving forward. we got to be moving forward. If Paul, who wrote this, If Paul is saying this, if he's not arrived, if he's not done, then I'm not done. And we're not done. And the church is not done. We've got to take a hold of it. We have to move forward. That is his plan. That is God's plan. We cannot stay in park. See, God's desire as an individual, but also as a church, is that we move forward in outreach. I'm praying that 2012 would be an outreach year for us. I'm praying in 2012 that this we got to move forward in our giving. I pray that our giving would go crazy this year to missions, to all around. I'm praying that we move forward in our ministries. I pray ministries explode this year. I'm praying that personal devotions explode and move forward and drive. I'm praying that our gifts of the Spirit and the services go forward. The list can go on and on and on. But God's desire for you, God's desire for me, God's desire for us is to move forward, not to be in park. Not to be in park. And see, here's the deal. The enemy loves it when we're in park. He loves it. He loves that we're not doing 
anything for God. He loves when there's no motion. Because here's what happens. We're not advancing spiritually. We're comfortable where we are, and uh, we're status quo. We're not advancing spiritually if we're in part. We're not advancing the kingdom of, of God if we're in part. We're not advancing anything if we're in part. More And more than likely, when you're not moving forward, the people around you are not moving forward. If I'm not moving forward, my, I don't, my family's probably not going to move forward. If I'm not moving forward, then my, the youth ministry's not going to move forward. If Pastor Steve's not moving forward, the church is not going to move forward. Y- it affects more than just you. See, we have got to be out of part, and we've got to be moving forward. There are too many Christians, and there are too many churches that are sitting on the racetrack, fully prepared, fully ready, hearing the sound go off, see the timer, but they're in part. May that not be said of me. May that not be said of you. May that not be said of La Palma Christian Center. May we not be in park in 2012. May we move forward. There are two types of people that are in park. The first person is not even on the racetrack. They don't know Jesus. They don't have a connection with Jesus, so they don't know that they need to move forward. See, that's where you and I come in. That's our job. That's our responsibility to share the gospel, to let them know that you need to get to the track, and when you're at the track, you need to be moving forward in God. That's our job. That's the first person. The second person is the one that has been driving, has been forward motion, but they pulled over, and now they're in park. They've been going for God, but they pull over, and now they're in park. And they, they pull over for various reasons. They, they put the park on for various reasons. They say, well, my past, I'm not good enough to be in this race. I've done too many failures. I've made too many mistakes. Join the club. None of us, none of us, we are not worthy to be on the racetrack. We're not worthy to even move forward to get closer to God. But God has forgiven us. God has given us a new start. God has has given us new clothes to run. And God is saying, come on, run to me. Come on, put it in drive and go. He's forgiven us. See, in Psalms 103.12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far he removed our transgressions from us. Don't hold on to your past and say, well, I can't run in this race. I can't move forward because of my past. Don't allow your past to dictate your future. Don't allow your past to make you pull over and put it into park. Some people pull over and they put it in park because of relationships. You, you have to be so aware of who's around you, who you are connected to, because people will drag you down or people can build you up. Relationships can put you off the track and, and quickly make you pull over and park. On Wednesday night, I talked to the students about friendships I said that we have an outer circle, and that many people are in the outer circle. Acquaintances, both Christians and non-Christians are in the outer circle. But the inner circle, that's a, that's a smaller number. And the inner circle friends need to be people that have the same morals that you have. Need to have the same character. Need to have the same faith. Need to believe like you. And if it's true for the teenagers, it's true for me. It's true for you. Our inner circle has to be people that will build us up, that believe like we believe, that have the same character, the same morals. Because if not, those people will cause you to pull over and to park, and you're not moving forward for God. You're not putting it in drive. See, in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 6, 14, it said, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Don't have them in your inner circle. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? What fellowship can light 
have with darkness. Do not allow, in 2012, relationships to pull you over and depart. Do not allow it. Some people will pull over and park because of fear. If, if I keep going in God, I keep moving forward, if, I, if I'm in drive, what is God going to have me give up? And they get fearful. Because I tell you, when you move forward in God, more than likely God's going to have you give up some stuff. He's going to weed some stuff out of your life. And that scares some people. And so they would rather pull off, park where it's comfortable, and not move forward in God. We have to get past the fear. We have to get past that. Some have fear that, what will God ask me to do? If I'm, if I'm in drive and I'm completely given to God and I'm allowing God to move me forward, what is He going to have me do? Is He going to have me join a life group? Is He going to have me sing in the choir? Is He going to have me help with nursery? Is He going to have me do whatever? What's God going to have me do? And so there's this fear, and so they, oh, I don't, I don't want to be stretched, so I'm going to pull over, I'm going to park. We have got to get past that. See, these things bring uncertainty in our lives. So instead of trusting God, we pull over and park. And see, in Micah chapter 7, verse 8, it says, Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. You don't have to fear of what God may ask you to give up. You don't have to fear where God will take you because He will be the light. He will help you. And in 2 Timothy 2, 7, very famous, it says, for, not, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Don't be fearful when you're in drive. Don't be fearful when you're in the forward motion. Don't allow fear to cause you to pull over. Don't allow fear to put you in park this year. Move forward in God. Now, for all the drivers, as you continue down there, you see the, little, the letter R. And hopefully, you know that that is reverse. And teenagers, that's reverse, okay? The R means reverse. And simply, if you're going reverse in your car, you're going backwards. There's no difference spiritually. If you're going reverse in your walk with God, you're going backwards. And that's no good. That's no good. I want you to picture, picture yourself on the racetrack. You got your, your running clothes on, your, your sweatband, you're ready. Are you running forward or are you running backward? And I can't answer that for you. Only you can answer that. Which way are you running? See, there's a term in the church and that, that's it's called backsliding. And that's not a popular term at all. That oh, we don't we don't like to say that because that comes across as condemning. That comes across as judgment. That comes it makes us uncomfortable. It makes us uncomfortable because probably it's true and we are going reverse. And we're going backwards when we should be moving forward. See, reverse and backslidden, it simply means to revert to sin. It means a failure to maintain a higher state. So if we're not moving forward and we revert back to sin, that's backslidden according to the Word. It's my belief that you and I should never go backwards. We should continue to go forward. See, in our text, thir verse 13, it says, forgetting what is behind. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Reverse should not be an option for you or I. We should maintain, we should strive for that, that higher state. Yes, you and I are going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. We always do. But the difference is, is you and I, we get back up. A believer should get back up. 
dust himself off, come to God and say, God, I've blown it, I've made a mistake, I've fallen, but I know that your word says you, are, you will forgive us if we confess our sins. He gives us a fresh new start and we're back running. We're back going forward. Let me show you God's view of the backslidden Christian. In uh, Exodus, uh, you see the Israelites and uh, they're, they're going for God. They, they're supporting God. They're loving on Moses, supporting Moses. And then chapter 32, and let me just break this down quickly. What happens is Moses goes up on the mountain to pray and to seek God. And the Israelites, they're down there, and they're just waiting, and they're impatient, and they're wanting Moses to come back. And so he's, he's a long time coming because he's really pressing into God. And so they decide, well, we need to worship something. We need another God to worship. So they go get the gold, and they create this golden calf. And they begin to worship the golden calf. And then Moses comes down and says, whoa, what's going on here? See, at once they were going forward in God. Because of of circumstances, they slid back. Because of circumstances, they were in reverse. They reverted back to sin. They left that higher state. And look what happened in, in Genesis 32, 27. It says, then he said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each man strap a sword to his side, go back and forth through the camp from one end to the other, each killing his brother, friend, and neighbor. Now, how many agree with me that that's, that's pretty harsh? God does not, like, does not like it when we're backslidden. He does not like it when we're in reverse. Now, I'm not saying the pastors and the board and all that are going to strap swords and start killing people. But what I am saying is, if we serve the same God that, that is back then, and he dealt with the backslid, he dealt with, with those who are reverted back to sin, don't you think that he's going to deal with you and me? He's going to. He's going to deal with you and I if we're reversed. He's going to deal with you and I if we're backslidden. That's serious. It challenges me, oh God. Evaluate every area in my life. May I be moving forward in you, every area, every area. Let me give you a couple things uh, about being in reverse. First thing is that being in reverse goes against God's design for you. In uh, 13, it says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. God's design for you and I is to strain towards what is ahead. We're going to be need, we need to press toward the goal. God wants to advance you. He designed you to move forward. Not too long ago, Pastor Steve did this series on growing. We're to grow in God. Why are we to grow? Because we're supposed to be moving forward. We're supposed to be advancing. We're not supposed to stay right where we're at. We're supposed to be moving forward. My, my scooter here is not designed, if I get on this thing, I'll kill myself, but I get on, design, get on this thing and I try to move backwards like this, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. It's not designed that way. A few, a few months ago, Pastor Moses and I ran a uh, 10K. And on this 10K, there was some crazy stuff going on. There were people there uh, wearing turkey suits running. There were people there running barefoot. There were people there just crazy. But, uh, you know, I didn't see anybody running backwards. I didn't see nobody running backwards. You know why? Because it, that's not the design. You don't run a 10K backwards. That would just be crazy. Our spiritual lives don't go backwards. They should be going forward. That's God's design. That's His design. Going in reverse tears things down, tears walls down. Imagine with me, I'm over here, and 
I'm, I'm this, this sinner, and I, I've never accepted Jesus. And somebody comes and shares the, the love of God with me. And, and it makes sense, and it clicks, and I feel the drawing of the Holy Spirit. And I make this huge step into uh, God's presence. I make this huge step into accepting Jesus into my life. You know what I believe happens is after we make that step, God builds a wall up to protect us from all that junk. I believe that. And what happens is we're, ideally we're supposed to move forward. But when we reverse, what we're doing is we're, we're hitting that wall. We're hitting that wall, and we're constantly hitting that wall. After so many hits, that wall is going to come down, and we're going to find ourselves back over here in all that junk that we left. You know, I don't want to go back to my junk. I don't want to. There's some stuff back there that needs left back there. All of it needs left back there. The same thing is true for you. The same thing is true for our church. There's stuff in the past that we got to leave in the past. Let the wall be built up, and let's move on. Let's move forward. That's what God's desire for us is. Going reverse damages your relationship with God. And most importantly, it damages your relationship with God. I see God is, is at the end of this race and at the finish line. He's got his arms open. He said, come on, son. Come on, daughter. Keep running. Keep putting forward motion. Keep putting it in drive and move. Come to me. And then he sees, and, and we're reversing. We're going backwards. I think that God, heart, his heart breaks when he sees you or me going backwards. His heart shatters when he's there ready to accept us, but we're, we're moving back. That damages our relationship with God. May that not be said of you and me. May that not be said of our church. We're going to move forward. We're not going back. We're not going reverse. Going reverse is not good spiritually. It causes all kinds of trouble. And I, I want you, and only you can do it, evaluate what areas in your life are you re- going in reverse? What areas do you need to shift into gear, into drive? What areas? As you continue down the, the, the dash and, and the letters, we get to the N. And the N is neutral. And neutral motion is, is, is going forward and backward. See, my scooter just can't, can't make up its mind. Do I want to go forward? Do I want to go backward? There's a lot of Christians like this. Do I want to go forward? Do I want to go backward? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Unfortunately, many Christians, many churches are neutral. We've got some neutral runners on the track. They're running a little forward and a little back. Let me, share, let me share with you what the Bible says about this. Revelation 3, 15, it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. God does not like the neutral runner. He does not like the neutral church. He wants you to move forward in Him. Move forward in Him. Don't be wishy-washy. Don't go reverse and forward and back and forth. Don't do it. See, the, the neutral runner is they're unsure of exactly what they want. They're conditioned on a feeling. They're conditioned on how exciting the church is. They're conditioned on, is this church going to scratch my itch? They're conditioned. See, the neutral runner tends to jump on board with things that are moving forward. You know, when we, uh, back in the 90s, there was the Brownsville Revival, and hundreds of thousands of people flocked down to there. They, they jumped on board with the revival. 
And I'm not saying that's bad, but they went down there and, and they got touched and they're, they're on fire for God. And then a few years later, or a few weeks later, it's gone. Some people come to the life-changing worship services and just come down and dance and, and worship and cry out to God and give God their very best worship. They're moving, it appears like they're moving forward. When the blessings happen in their lives and the, the windows of heaven are pouring out on them and they're blessed, they're, it appears like they're moving forward. But when the revival services stop, when there's no band at home leading them in worship, when their blessings are gone, they seem to revert back. They seem to go backwards. Listen, we can't do that. We should not do that. We should not put it in reverse. God is looking for people that will commit to Him no matter what. No matter if the revival services are going on or not. No matter if that worship team is at your house playing or not. No matter whether you are blessed or not. God is looking for you and I to move forward. God is looking for this church to move forward. We have got to stop doing church. And we've got to start doing kingdom. We've got to develop this kingdom mindset. Develop this kingdom mindset. Because here's the deal. On the day of judgment, I don't want God to look at me and say, Dave, why were you in the neutral group? Why were you moving forward and moving backward? I don't get it. He's, he's going to say, because you were lukewarm, I'm about to spit you out. What I want God to say to me is I want him to say, Dave, job well done. You were a good and a faithful runner. You put it into drive and you kept moving. I want him to say that about our church. I want them to, him to say that about every individual in here. Job well done. Good and faithful runner. You put it into drive and you kept on going. That should be our desire. See, the P is no good. The park is no good. The reverse causes trouble. The neutral means that you can't decide. That tells me that God's design for you and I is to be in drive. It's to be moving forward. That's his plan. His pur that's his purpose. To get on this thing, I can't do this. Ooh, there you go. And to drive forward, to move forward. Move forward. This is more productive if I use it properly and I push off and go forward. I'm going to be in the forward motion. I'm going to be able to get there quicker. I'm going to be able to change my position. When you and I advance spiritually and we move forward spiritually, our spiritual place is going to change. Our spiritual position is going to change. And it should, church. You should not be in the same place year after year after year after year. We've got to move on. You've got to put it forward. When we're moving forward, we will be advancing the kingdom of God. We will be growing in every area. I believe that our talents should be growing and moving forward in God. I believe that our giving should be growing and moving forward in God. The sensitivity to the Spirit should be moving forward in God. The fruit of the Spirit should be moving forward. Our faith should be moving forward. Everything that encompasses our life should be moving forward for the glory of God. That is His design. That is His design. Verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize. I press on. I put it into drive. I move forward. That is His plan. That is His plan. How many of you have ever heard this phrase, let's get it in gear? Get it in gear and go? Oh, my dad used to say that all the time. Son, get it in gear and go. He would say it normally on Sunday mornings because I would go into the living room and, and I would flip on the TV and I always liked to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy. 
And I would sit there, no shoes on, no socks on, eating cereal, hairs all messed up. And my dad would come in there, and he would like, uh, we're going to church. Let's get it in gear and go. And I knew, I knew what that meant. It means I better comb my hair, I better get going, or he's going he's gonna to have something to say about it. Get it in gear and let's go. I believe our Heavenly Father is saying the same thing to you and me. He's saying, son, daughter, get your shoes on. Turn off the TV. Comb your hair. Put the cereal down and let's get it in gear and go. Let's drive. He's saying it to us as individuals, but he's saying it to us as a church. Church, put your shoes on. Turn off the TV. Comb your hair. Let's get it and go. He's challenging you and I to switch gears. He's saying, get out of park. He's saying, stop putting it in reverse. Make a decision and leave neutral once and for all and drive. Move forward. Move forward. Now I want to caution you as we move forward. Satan does not like that. He does not like you and I moving forward. He especially does not like the church moving forward. And so what he'll do is he'll do anything and put anything in our path so that we stay in park, so that we stay in reverse, so we stay in neutral. He does not want 2012 to be a year of drive, a year of moving forward. And so he'll put skeptics in your path, people that will discourage you from moving forward. And these people will be close to you. He could put family members in your path that will discourage you. He could put friends in your path that are negative and discourage you from moving forward. He may put coworkers and bosses in your path that say, you know what, I don't get why you do the church thing. I don't get why you go and serve God. And they don't care. They'll let you know about it. He may put those in your path. He may put the unsaved spouse in your path to discourage you from moving forward. He'll do anything so that you won't move forward in, 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 in Christ Jesus. He will cloud your thoughts. He will give you thoughts of temptation. He will give you thoughts of doubt. Did God really tell you that? He will give you thoughts of discouragement. Oh, you can't do that. He'll give you doubts because he does not want you moving forward. But I got good news for you. You ready for some good news? It's found in Romans chapter 8, 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, church, who can be against us? It doesn't matter who, what skeptics he puts in our path. It doesn't matter what he puts in your mind. If God is for us, who can be against us? That's comforting to me. That's exciting to me that it does not matter. It does not matter. One of the cool things about being in drive is that your scenery gets to change. Your scenery gets to change. I can remember when... Uh, we drove out here, me and a buddy, we drove from Indiana to California. And that is a long drive. That's a long drive. You go through big cities, you go through deserts, you go through mountains, you go through a lot. But I, the scenery changed. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Physically, when you put it in drive, if I'm riding my scooter all around town, the scenery's going to change. Can I tell you when you put it in drive and you move forward spiritually, your scenery's going to change. Your scenery is going to change. God will reveal things to you that you never saw before. This word will come so alive to you because you're moving forward and God will illuminate it for you. God will take you places that you never thought he would take you. I never thought in a million years that I would be in California doing this. I'm loving it. But it's, be, it's because I'm moving forward in God. God changed my scenery. 
God will take you places, and he will use you in ways that he never, you never thought that he would use you. He will stretch you. It's for his glory. It's for his honor. That's his desire. Moving forward. Moving forward. And I believe in 2012 to be a, a year of shift for, uh, for us. From park to drive. From reverse to drive. From neutral to drive. From no motion to fully, fu- fully functioning, full motion. I believe it, church. I believe it not only in individuals. I'm believing it for our youth ministry. I'm believing it for our church. I'm believing it for our community. I'm believing that this is going to be an awesome year for you and I. And God is going to do some great things. A year where we're driving. A year where we're moving forward. Pastor Moses, if you could come. See, God is calling every individual to get on a scooter and to drive. He's calling us to move forward, to make a decision, make this year a year of drive, a year of full motion. Individuals, but as a church, as a church, just watch what he will do. You'll look back and be amazed at where God has taken us. Um, when Reagan was a, a first a baby, Sonny and I had the idea that we wanted to start a, what we call a travel journal, journal for her. And everywhere that she goes, even now, everywhere she goes, we write something down about it. She went here, and we write where she went, and we wrote the experience that she had. And it started back, and the first time I was looking, she was six weeks old. It says, you went to Springfield to celebrate Memorial Day with Uncle Steve and Aunt Abigail and the cousins. And and we keep filling this out. We want to give this to her when she's older, and, and we want her to look back and say, wow. Look where I was. Look what I was able to do. You know, I want you to stop, and I want you to look. If you look closely, where has God taken you? Where has God positioned you? What experiences have you had in God? I know that you have had some. I have had some. This church has had some. And we look back, and and we see, okay, God, because we move forward in you, you allowed us to do that. And just think, if we continue to move forward, Let's let God write in our journals. Let's let God write in our journals where we went and what we did for the glory of God. And I can promise you that sometimes moving forward is difficult. The roads are windy and bumpy. But I believe as a a believer, it's expected for us. It's expected to put it into drive. It's expected for us to move forward. I want you to bow your heads with me. I want you to evaluate what area do you need to shift? What areas are do you in your life are you in reverse? What areas are you in neutral? What areas might you be in park? And I want to challenge you, let's make 2012 a year of drive, a year of of motion for God a year of motion and I want to just invite you if if you want to make 2012 a a year of drive personally as an individual I want you to stand to your feet this morning you say I want 2012 to be a year of drive for me I want to go places I want to do something for God would you stand to your feet
Now I want you to lift your hands and I want you to ask him. Say, God, make this a year of drive. God, help me to to, uh, shift gears if I need to. God, help me to, to be in full motion. God, help me to do what it is that you've called me to do, to move forward, God, for your glory, for your kingdom's sake, oh God. Lord, may this be the year of the motion forward, God. May this be forward motion year 2012. Now, church as a whole, if you want your church to be in drive, if you want your church to move forward, I invite you to come to this altar really quick. If you want your church to move forward, because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take us as family coming together, all of us as individuals, putting it in forward motion and putting it in drive. And it's going to take us as a church together moving forward, keeping each other accountable keeping each other encouraged, moving forward as a church. I believe, I'm so excited for 2012. I believe that this is going to be a great year of drive. I believe that this is going to be a great forward motion year for us. I've been praying it over our youth ministry for months now. I'm praying it over the church. I'm praying it over my leaders. I'm praying it over you that this would be a different year for us. Can you lift your hands and let's ask God as a church. God, as a church, we ask you to put us into drive. As a church, God, we ask you that we would be moving forward. God, that we would be out of reverse. Lord, no more neutral, God. No more part, God. But this would be the year that we change things. This would be the year that we continue on the path that you've called us to, God. Lord, may you bless this effort, God, as we put our trust in you, knowing that you are able, knowing that you are capable, God. Father, help us, guide us in this area, Lord Jesus, as we desire to bring glory to you. May this community know that you are God, because the La Palma Christian Center doing her part. God, we commit our hearts to you. We commit this church to you. We commit individually to you, God, to make this a year of drive. And we thank you, God. We thank you for salvations that are going to take place in this in this church. Come on, church, just begin to see it. Begin to thank Him in advance. God, we thank you for the gifts of the Spirit being moving in this church. We thank you for lives being changed in this church because we're moving forward in you. God, we praise you in advance for this taking place. Oh, God, we honor you. We give you glory. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now it's our part. It's our time, church. We got a different, we got a a week that we need to move forward. Move forward in your jobs. Move forward in your family. Move forward in your relationships. Move forward with God. And let's make this a remarkable year, individually and as the church. Amen? Amen. I want to invite you guys back. Oh, Come on and let Pastor Dave know you appreciate the word that he's spoken to us today. Amen. Let me tell you something. Let me have your attention just for 30 more seconds. Pastor Dave had no idea what God had whispered in my heart. I just asked him if he would fill the pulpit on this particular day. But I took this past week, and I got, a, I got away, and I got alone with God for a couple days. I do it every January. I call it prayer and prep time. Karen's not permitted to come. My kids aren't permitted to come. No pastor comes. It's just me and God. And I heard him say, advance. 
move forward. We've had season of hurt. We've had season of healing. It's time now as a church that we move forward and we advance with praise and we advance in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to take territory, folks. I'm going to start a series on next Sunday. You do not want to miss one week of this series. It's on weapons. (laughs) We're going to see God do some great and mighty things in us and through us, all to the glory of God. Meet me here at 6 o'clock tonight. My staff, the elders, our families, join us here for a time of powerful, powerful prayer. Until then. God bless everybody. Have a wonderful afternoon. Hug on somebody's neck before you get out of here.